Welcome to Lifehouse Church Beloved Podcast. My name is Lena Hobson and I'm here with Carolyn Thomas and Olivia Blackie. And we are continuing on with our series on the commands of Jesus and we're going to be dealing with forgiveness. Alright, so we're just going to dive right into forgiveness now. Um, so coming from Matthew 18, 21 to 35, um, we've got a story on forgiveness, which actually I'll get you, live to... I don't know. Oh, yep. Here we go. Yep. Share with us. All right. So then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 70 70 times seven. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. At this, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, cancelled the debt and let him go. But when the servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, Be patient with me and I will pay it back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what, he, what had happened, they were outraged and went and told their master everything that had happened. When the master called the servant in, then the master called the servant in, You wicked servant, he said, I cancelled all the debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In his anger, the master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. This is how my heavenly Father will treat each of you, unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. Greg, thank you. Okay, so are there any conditions on forgiveness? Yeah, no conditions, no. Um, unfortunately, um, you know, I, can, I had um, there was someone who said to me once after a sermon that you only need to forgive the person asked for forgiveness. Wrong. Okay. What? Wrong. <laughs> yeah. uh, you need to forgive even if they do not ask for forgiveness, because there may be some people that will never um, come and ask you for forgiveness, but you have to still forgive them. So there are no conditions as to who you forgive, no conditions to what you forgive. God forgives everything, and no limit. So no conditions as to when we need to forgive. No limit on it whatsoever. Um, you know, look at God forgave King David. What did King David do? You know, adultery. Yeah. Setting up a man to be killed on the front line so he could have his wife. And what did God say about him even after that? He's yeah. a man after my own heart. Yeah. Really um, Rahab was a prostitute. She was in the direct lineage of Jesus. Mm. You know, God forgave her. She joined, um, you know, with with the Jews and she was, yeah. In, in Jesus' family line and Peter denied Jesus Jesus forgave him and of course Jesus the biggest example right what what he's forgiven us and even when we were his enemies and, and hated him and as I said um, I think last week on the cross he forgave the people who crucified him and he said forgive them for they don't know what they're doing so 
yeah, that just in itself is just um, an example. And how can we ever refuse to forgive in light of that? Yeah. Um, and look at like Saul, who was Paul, who's going around persecuting yeah. the church, yeah. killing yeah. Christians. Yeah. Jesus yeah. appears and like it's done. Yeah. Um, and Luke um, 7, chapter 7, verses 36 to 50. Oh, I haven't got the whole thing, sorry. I've just taken a part out of there. I can't remember which one, but somewhere out of there. Um, for this reason I say to you, her sins which are many have been forgiven, for she she loved much, but he who is forgiven little loves little. And I was just thinking about that. You know, if I sort of think, oh, well, I'm not such a big sinner or whatever, and, you know, God hasn't forgiven. I, I can often be very maybe harsh or judgmental to other people forgetting that I need to have a great deal of love because of what's been done for me but you know um, and, and, and God loves us so much that he gives us that unconditional love and offers forgiveness and offers so much grace and, and that grace is that totally undeserved favour um, and I think it's really that we need to actually really have a personal revelation of God's love for us to actually be able to have that love for people and to forgive them unconditionally because it's not easy for us but yeah well, one thing when I'm struggling with it is I think about, and you, you said this to me, like Jesus had Judas, his betrayer, in his like group of disciples. Mm. And he would have had to be operating forgiveness for that to happen. I'm like, well, if Jesus can handle that betrayal <laughs> right there in his midst. In a, like, in a, in a circle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, I think I can. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's uh, I've had to sort of, you know, I was like, oh God, just remove the situation. It's like, no, you know, big picture and just like, yeah, absolute love. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So when we forgive people, it, it needs to be from the heart. It, it's got to be unconditional. So we're getting this from um, Matthew 18:35. So in the NRV, it says, This is how my heavenly Father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. And in the message it says, um, and that's exactly what my Father in Heaven is going to do to each one of you who doesn't forgive unconditionally anyone who asks for mercy. So forgiveness from the heart um, means like unconditional. So so what, is, what does that look like? Well, what does that mean? Okay, we firstly, as we've said, we forgive because we've been forgiven. But I think for me the unconditional part is that the person doesn't have to earn it. There's no mm. hoops for you to put them through. No giving it grudgingly once we think, oh, well, they've suffered at least a little bit. I'm going <laughs> to let them suffer a little bit or I'll have some hoops or I want to see a little bit of something out of them, a bit of remorse. <laughs> a bit of bit of sorry. <laughs> before I'm going to forgive them. And I think we often do that, you know. Okay, once... Because... Let's face it, it probably for our own sense of pride and injustice, it makes us feel a little bit of, we do probably tend to be a bit more compassionate and, okay, well, I won't be so begrudging to forgive you if I'm actually seeing a bit of groveling and remorse. I mean, let's be honest, right? It does make it easier. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're sorry. Okay, I forgive you. <laughs> And, and yeah, and so hard to do. Again, as I said, we're going to have to have that heart revelation for ourselves of what's been done um, and that revelation of the forgiveness and grace we've received because if we really have that, we're not going to be able to begrudge it to others, eh? Hey? Yeah. What do you think, Liv? I think that um, 
also like forgiveness is not an emotion Mm, it's definitely a choice Choice, like and like we just read like we need to be always ready to forgive like that's a choice before something happens yeah i'm gonna like you know you are ready to forgive because christ forgave us and even after you like you you make that decision you choose to forgive someone regardless of if they've come and asked for your forgiveness there's still a continual process after that of dealing with you know you might thoughts may rise again and it's like no Mm -hmm. continually putting that in check I've forgiven them yeah that's what I'm sticking to and I'm going to deal with the emotional effects or whatever else there is still to deal with then it comes down to your responsibility like we spoke about before but yeah I think that's what it kind of looks like it's not a feeling it's a choice and I yeah. think what you've said as well it's not just a one-off like I'm yeah. choosing to forgive you but now you're doing this it's like it may have to be a continuous yeah. ongoing That's you know it. every time there's a new incident um yeah yeah so it's more than just a few words I forgive you like it's an, an action and an ongoing yeah response yeah um yeah so it's a ch- choice to forgive and we choose to release that person from their wrongful actions and then that's it it's done we don't sort of store it up on the side Mm -hmm. for our next argument when like Mm -hmm. i'm gonna win because you did that last time that was pretty rotten you know it's it's done love holds no record of wrong yeah yeah one keeping account books yeah yeah all right so what it looks like hey um i think it looks like you're keeping your heart clear before god because you may need to be continually processing um and you know depending the circumstance as well you know I was just chatting to David about this last night when I was preparing it's um you know forgiveness really if you've forgiven someone it is like uh, as if you have never sinned but uh, you know to what degree I mean I think it depends on the circumstance because you know I might have people that I'm um you know say in relationship with and and you know say in the church or whatever and there may be things that people have done that I've had to forgive and I'm still able to be in relationship and, and maintain and treat them as if nothing's happened. But let's say it's someone that was a pedophile or something and, and did something to my kid, I have to forgive, but I do not have to have that person around the children or around me. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a, yeah. well, so it, I think that's... Um, wrongful action still has a consequence. Yeah, yeah. And that doesn't remove the that consequence. consequence. And yeah. it also doesn't make for stupid, stupidity on your part you to actually... Put, you know, the consequence will be on them, but you also need wisdom, yeah, to be... Well, whether that person's actually going to be part of that circle or whatever. And, and again, so that would be because of wisdom in that situation. It's not a case of, well, I'm punishing you and just cutting you out. But, I mean, there are some times when, you know, wisdom would dictate they're not going to be around. And, and then, like I said, there's other people you'd forgive that you would still have in your life and some you won't. Mm. Yeah. And all that's dependent, too, on their, mm. their actions. Like, if someone does something and you may forgive them but if they're not repentant of it and can be severe enough to the extent well you just have to sever the relationship because they're no longer walking in the will of God and I mean sometimes as well it can be well like stuff you I don't need your forgiveness who do you think you are and they're not in any way shape or form even consider themselves yeah and don't want to Mm -hmm. be in that but you still got to forgive but yeah you may not have them around you yep um so what does mercy look like in the context of forgiveness um in the in the parable um it said you know shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as i had on you 
So what, what does that look like to show that mercy? I think um, what stood out to me most in the parable was when the master first had like mercy on his servant, he didn't just kind of say, okay, I forgive you, um, let's work out a payment plan. <laughs> it was like, I forgive you and then I'm going to bless you and cancel the debt. Yeah. And I think that's mercy. Like that's saying, you know what, I forgive you and I'm going to send you with a blessing. Yeah. And that's Good. challenging and that's really hard. Yeah. For someone that's offended you to be able to go, I forgive you. And, and you know what, yeah. I might even pray for you and say, yeah. God, bless this person in whatever area they're going into. Yeah. Like that's, to me, that's mercy. I love that. Um, that's really good. That sending mm. with the blessing as well. And that is hard. And the Bible says yeah. to pray for your enemies, to love your yeah. enemies as well. Love them. Yeah. It's like, wow. Yeah. Um, and I love that word you said, you know, it's like actual cancelling of the debt. It's not yeah. even, and mercy, it's not just, okay, well, I really forgive you and let it go. But the next time something happens, well, you know, that's it. No, it's a total cancelling and wiping yeah. out that if it happens again, even, you still got to extend that. And, um, you know, definition of mercy is compassion or forgiveness shown towards someone whom it is within one's power to punish or harm. So... You know, you may have the power, like God God had with us, where you can, is in your power to punish or harm them, but you actually show them that compassion and forgiveness and you don't. And so, some of the synonyms of mercy, leniency, clemency, compassion, grace, pity, charity, forgiveness, and particularly the one that jumped out at me there was clemency, and I think that comes with your cancer. Because that's like yeah. a stay of execution. You know, you always watch the movies and they're going to give clemency and... Um, and, and for me as well, mercy looks like letting go of any rights that you feel that you have in terms of mm. punishing them or making them pay. And again, it's that choosing to forgive. And, you know, we deserve death. Yeah. Wages of sin is death. And God gave us mercy instead. He gave us that clemency. And there's a scripture that says he does not punish us as our sins deserve. And I think often we will, you know, I'd have a measure of, oh, yeah, well, they deserve a little bit of payback or, you know, we want to see them get a bit of... And there's also scripture that talks about don't gloat when you see stuff happening to your enemies or your people because then God's going to be annoyed with you, you know, and angry yeah. with you. So it's getting to that stage that even when they do get what you think they deserve, that you're not actually gloating about it all. You know? yeah. If you can hand it over to that extent, then God will deal with them. Um, yeah, I like um, It's really, I think, just a really challenging concept, the mercy with forgiveness, because it really um I think explodes what our view on forgiveness is. It's not just mm-hmm. I forgive you, you're absolved of that, but just that as you're talking about live that like fully restored to abundance. Mm. You know? And life. Um, yeah. it and it's it's more than just like you say, those words of forgiveness, it's a heart attitude, isn't it, that comes and you have to have the right heart attitude to be able to extend the mercy. It's a real humbling, isn't yeah, it? Like yeah. it's not, it's selfless completely. Yeah, it is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Letting go of any rights that you think you have, hey? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's selfless, yep. It's good. Our flesh screams against it, though. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. It's easy for us to talk about, yeah. but in the situation. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a grit the teeth and stand with yeah. forgiveness. <laughs> um, so what happens when we do not forgive? 
Well, um, like I've said several times, definitely a bitter root's going to form and that's going to just poison your life and people around you, your relationships. And then that torment, it talks about that in the parable, but you get handed over to the torturers. And, you know, it doesn't matter how justified we feel in holding on to unforgiveness. God teaches it it's a sin and we've got to repent to get peace. And that's where the handing over to tormentors come. It's that... Um, where evil spirits can actually really affect your mental health. Your mental health gets attacked, your mind gets disturbed, you don't have peace, I know. <laughs> There's times where, for me, it's like sleepless nights, I'm getting all these condemning thoughts and my thoughts are going crazy and stuff. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, we said as well, Jesus died on the cross, um, and, and not only to... Now, listen to this. He, he died not only to forgive us for our sins, but also to forgive those who were creating his pain and misery mm. so that's going even further isn't it it's like okay i forgive you what you did to me but you know you've you know letting them go as well from all the pain and hurt as well that you know yeah. um and yeah that's a prime example of forgiveness and um we've talked about forgiveness unforgiveness hindering your prayers you know sometimes you talk about it feels like your prayers are just bouncing off the ceiling and you know you need to look and see if there's anything and yeah um, so yeah, that tormentors God turns him over to tormentors evil spirits um, to attack you. Your mind, um, your mind gets disturbed. You don't have any peace. Your fellowship with God is hindered. And I think that's the biggest thing for people when they let it go. Is you're going to find your mind can actually yeah. be at peace. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I think the the biggest consequence is like Matthew six fourteen and fifteen. Um, Jesus actually says that. If we do not forgive others um, for their sins against us, our Father will not forgive us for our sins. Yep. And that's a, that's a serious consequence mm. that we really need to consider with forgiveness. Um, we can't ignore that warning. But that's a life sentence for us. Yep. Um, if you do not forgive, I will not forgive you. Because, um, you know, Jesus has freely given us his forgiveness. Who are we? to withhold that um, against others. And and that's the thing, I think a lot of people just overlook that, or really, because it is a severe warning, isn't it? Yeah. And, and yeah. But yet we do know that people do hold on to this. And again, in that Matthew 6, you've got there, you said, you know, the 14 to 15, and then um, the same Matthew 6, 12, he says, forgive us our, you know, the Lord's Prayer, forgive us our debt as we also have forgiven our debtors. So you're almost speaking either blessing or a curse over yourself and you're praying that like if you're saying, mm. okay, I want you to forgive me to the same extent that, I that I've forgiven them. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's so be careful of saying that if you're not forgiving. So this serious warning. Um, and again, though, with all, you know, Jesus, every time he spoke, it was direct, straight in, um, cut into the heart. And, and that's mm. good because that brings conviction. And again, he does the art of love total love because he knows how it's going to affect you and um, you know he just wants you just wants the best for you and that's why he's you know he's telling us that so what happens is when we do forgive um, we spoke about before that you know forgiveness is more than just a, a, a few words mm. it's more than just I forgive you um, there's an actual spiritual action behind it um, it's like a spiritual release that takes place when we forgive um, if you look at Luke 6.37, um, 
Judge not, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and pronounce guilty, and you will not be condemned and pronounced guilty. Acquit and forgive and release. Give up resentment, let it drop, and you will be acquitted and forgiven and released. Um, so it's like coupling forgiveness there with that, that release there. Um, and so, you know, what, what we do when we release, you know, when we forgive and we, we release, we choose um, what it's doing is not allowing the emotions and all that's bound up in the the wrongful act to control us anymore Mm. when we choose not to forgive we are allowing the emotions to control us Mm. but when we forgive we release the power that the our anger and emotions have over us and it doesn't mean that we don't have them anymore we still need to deal with them and work through them but they no longer control us and I think what you're saying there is important, that controlling us, because when they are controlling you, you're in bondage, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's controlling you. So it's a release from bondage. It's a stepping into freedom. Yeah. Um, and that's so important. And, and you know what, as well, if you think about it, I mean, do you want to let that whole situation control you? Hey, we first drive it, go over it in our minds, and, you know, it's controlling you because it's all you can think about. Um, and it's just, yeah. Yeah. And then, so of course, I love that word release, like you're saying, that a spiritual release takes place. Um, and then, of course, you've got God's favour on you because when you're in unforgiveness, you're violating the word, you're in disobedience, and you're not going to have God's favour on you. Yeah. Um, and so, all of that will come, and, and I mean, that is going to bring healing as well into all your relationships, going to bring, you know, health into your relationships with God and with everyone around you. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's like like lifting a veil because mm. when you're in the unforgiveness you start to get like if you're harboring it and getting that bitter root you start to kind of get that distorted view of even the people involved like you just mm. kind of as we kind of talked about that you let it manifest and fester in your life things become more like worse yeah. more unforgiveness more anger more bitterness yeah. so it's kind of like yeah that release or freedom it's like lifting the veil and you can see better you yeah. can possibly fixed relationships you know um because you can actually see around and you know a lot of people there's a lot of health issues as well physical health issues that attach to to the unforgiveness as well and so you know for a lot of people stuff like that i'm not saying every um, health issue is in any way related to anything spiritual or Mm. unforgiveness but there are clear cases and it is scriptural as well and so you know even that's going to be beneficial for you Alright, so we're going to leave you with a challenge. Um, so we talked about Matthew six fourteen to 15 and I want you to go look that up um, and just ponder that for a bit. You know, um, if we do not forgive, we will not be forgiven. That's a really serious charge. You know, we are directed to forgive and that is a really severe consequence if we do not. Um, so... Just look over your life, guys. Go seek the Lord and ask for revelation. Is there, Are you holding on to unforgiveness? Is there something that you've forgotten? Um, is there something you still dwell upon? Is there something, you know, there's a person that you just burn with anger with every time you see them or hear of their name. You need to deal with this unforgiveness. You know, don't let another day go by without forgiving them. So, yeah, that's our challenge. Yeah. Forgive. Yeah.
Yeah. And I like what you said there in the challenge that sometimes um, you might not even really think you are holding or realise, but that, that's always a key yeah. thing that you, you, you burn when you have your name <laughs> or whatever. It's normally all start It's normally an indication, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. All right, so that's all from us right now. Um, we hope you enjoyed this podcast and if you'd like to get a hold of us you can jump onto our website www.life-house.net or you can find us on Facebook. We'll see you next week. Bye.